Hello. Welcome to another podcast on preventive health and safety. I'm Alan Doherty and glad to be with you today. Today is going to be one of those podcasts that we're going to go over something that's so simple and so fundamental that it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyhow. Uh, you know, I was talking to somebody about some of the podcasts and, uh, you know, they've listened to several of them and they said, you know what, sometimes you just sound like a mother. And I said, well, I don't mean to be that way, but the truth is most of the time when it comes to preventive health and safety, we basically know what we're supposed to be doing. It's not a matter of really not knowing sometimes. I mean, some of the information gives you some thoughts and things to think about. I'll tell you one of the biggest ones was on the fire about having a a rope ladder upstairs. Uh, I had a lot of comments on that that, wow, they never even thought about how they would get out if the downstairs was fully engulfed in flames. So, you know, there are some new things to think about, but truthfully, most of the things that we go over are just things that we need reminders about. And when we have a reminder, then we do them more often. When we do them more often, it creates a habit. And if it's a good habit, then it's going to help us in the long run with our longevity and our health. If it's a bad habit and we're able to get rid of it, because we hear somebody talking about it constantly, then that's a good thing too. Because I know a lot of times, a lot of children have helped their parents uh, like quit smoking because they just kept nagging them and nagging them and nagging them. Mom, Dad, when are you going to quit smoking? It's a bad habit. You're going to die. You're going to get sick. Uh, and they quit. So that's what some of these podcasts are. They're just kind of reminders to get you to think about these things. And that's so important. And that's what this whole thing's all about. You know, I have a program called FASE, which is Preventive Health and Safety Engagement. And the whole purpose of FASE is just to create awareness. It's to create awareness, number one, of how big a problem it is that we have these health issues and safety issues. But the real awareness is the things that we can do to keep from falling into those problems. So today we're going to talk about drinking enough water. Now you say, oh, gosh. Yeah, you're probably tempted to turn it off already, but just, just listen. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, it's only gonna take a few minutes and you don't have anything else to do right now, I'm sure. Oh, uh, just kidding. But I'm hoping you're gonna listen to it because it is really important. You know, a lot of times, especially when people get older, uh, because of some of the cognitive things going on, they're, they don't get as hungry and they have a, a decrease in appetite and many times they just forget to eat. Uh, older people that live alone that have some cognitive issues or some dementia, uh, and they start weaning away a little bit and their protein levels go down. You know, a lot of times it's just, it's not that they don't want to eat. It's just that they're not really hungry, so they don't think about it. And that's the same way with us. You know, there's so many times during the day when I think about drinking water. I have a bottle of water. I have a couple of different offices. And I have a bottle of water at each one. I fill it up every day when I get there. I try to drink at least three or four glasses while I'm at work, or bottles while I'm at work. And so, you know, it's one of those things where you've got to really concentrate on it. Because I don't get really thirsty when I'm sitting there working on the computer, going out and visiting the patients on the floor and talking to the staff and doing this and doing that. I mean, it's, it's not really a physically demanding job. So a lot of times I don't get thirsty. <laughs> Some of our dialysis patients wish they had that problem. They all seem to get really thirsty. 
And if I don't get thirsty, then I don't drink. And if I don't drink, then I'm going to run into some of the things that we're going to talk about today. So again, it's just a reminder how important it is to establish a habit of drinking. I really think that we're getting a little more conscious of this because a lot of times now you're watching seminars and doing things and people have all kind of big containers of water to drink because they realize how important it is to stay hydrated and get that adequate amount of fluid into their system. Now, you and I both know, I'm sure, that the body is about 60% water and, and our blood, the, the life-giving blood that flows through our veins and our arteries and goes into all the organs of our body, that blood is about 90% fluid or water so it's very very important that we remember that when we're thinking about our body's need of water it has to have water it won't function without it if something's 60 percent water and you start draining it down you're going to have problems same thing with the blood if the blood loses volume you're going to be in trouble so that's a really good thought to start off our process today of really considering how important drinking water is so think about all the things in the body and that have fluid in it. We'll start off with something simple. Your joints, okay? Your elbows, your shoulders, your knees, your hip, uh, ankles, all the joints of your body, your neck, your vertebrae, all those, the joints that you have are basically lubricated with some fluid. Uh, and in some of the joints, the synovial joints, they have what's called synovial fluid, which is Fluid that surrounds those joints to help lubricate them. Now you can think about maybe a ball bearing in, in a car. Uh, we used to have to change the bearings. You know, I never do that stuff anymore. It's too complicated and hard on these new cars. But you change the bearings on the car because that grease that's in there kind of wears out or burns out. And next thing you know, you have the bearings rubbing up against the bare metal. It causes friction. It causes irritation. And soon your car will be alongside the road. Well, the same thing happens with our body. We have joints and these joints are lubricated. And if the lubrication is insufficient, then you start developing inflammation and inflammation can be quite painful. It can be something as maybe simple as, as a little bit of arthritis, tendonitis, something of that nature. But the truth of the matter is, if they're not lubricated properly, there's going to be some wear in those tissues and in those joints, and you don't want that. So, number one, the joints. They're going to be affected if you're not taking in enough fluid. And then think about your saliva and your mucous membrane. A lot of people, when they think about digestion, is they eat, it goes down in my stomach, and then the digestion process starts. But truly, digestion actually starts in the mouth. That's the first organ of digestion. There's a lot of uh, enzymes and a lot of things in our saliva that can begin to start breaking down food as we chew it and as we uh, have it in our mouth. That, that mucus and that saliva get to work on that. And whenever we have inadequate supplies of that, you know, it, it really starts the digestive process off in a bad start. And then it goes down into our intestines and again, Water is hugely important uh, in in moving that along in our digestive tract and being able to digest the food properly and to be able to absorb the nutrients and the things that need to be absorbed out of the foods into our bodies so that it can be productive and build energy and tissue and things of that nature. 
So digestion is very important. And that, that, that water that we have, that saliva and that mucus, in, even in the lining of the nose, you think about it, that's, there's supposed to be some moisture in there. And, and the, the little, uh, the little ciliary hairs in there are filtering things out. And as long as they stay moist, they're able to do that. It moistens the air that comes in as you breathe. I mean, there's all kind of benefits to moisture. And if you don't have that, if you're, if you're not taking enough fluid, some of those things can be affected. We, how about tears? What are tears for? <laughs> to try to get someone to think you're really sad? No. Tears help cleanse the eye, don't they? Then we have tear ducts. They help cleanse the eye. Your eyes water if you get something in it. It's, it's the eye's effort to be able to get rid of some of the substances in the eye. Plus, it lubricates the eye. And it lubricates all the things around it and it keeps it going. You actually have something in your eye called vitreous humor, which is a, a gelatin liquid type substance that's very, very important as I have just found out because I have a detachment of my vitreous in the posterior part of my eye and it's pulling down a little bit and the doctors are afraid I'm going to have a retinal tear. I see floaters all over the place. Just like now I'm looking into the camera there going everywhere but it's quite it's not very not very uh entertaining but the truth is that it's fluid and if we don't have enough fluid in our body things like that can happen it helps our oral hygiene helps the 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 mouth to be able to be healthy and helps really keep decay the more you drink the more you drink the more you're flushing the things out of your mouth uh, some bacteria and other things. It's a great way to keep the mouth fresh. It's, it's just getting fluid in and drinking as much water as possible and, and other fluids, of course, as well. It helps with oxygen delivery. We've talked about the blood and the fact that it has to be, uh, you know, it's 90% liquid, 90% water. So you, you've got to have that in there for it to be able to get that oxygen-rich blood into all the places that the body needs it, which is everywhere. So if you have a little bit less fluid in your body and it's starting to affect your blood, then you're going to have less transport. And actually, they say too, and by the way, I'm getting all this stuff from medical news today in the Mayo Clinic newsletter that I get that have talked specifically about the importance of drinking water. And they're actually saying now that if you get dehydrated, a lot of times your, you get, your blood gets thicker because there's less fluid and it actually causes a rise in blood pressure. So there's many, many things to think about when we talk about making sure we adequately hydrate our bodies. Then there's the brain and the nervous system. Obviously the fluid there kind of acts as a cushion. Now you realize your brain's in your head. Uh, and if, if it was just the brain itself and there was nothing around it, you know, every time you turn your head or back and forth, you're going to bang your brain around. But there's some fluid in there. And that fluid, along with the fluid in your spinal column, the cerebral vascular, or excuse me, cerebral spinal fluid, it helps to cushion the spinal cord and the brain. So it's very, very important to make sure that we're hydrated so that that cushion still exists and keeps you from perhaps getting a spinal or even a brain injury. Then, of course, we also know that it helps regulate body temperature, doesn't it? What happens when you get hot? Oh, you start to burn up, you automatically start to sweat, don't you? 
And when you start to sweat, that water accumulates all over your body, and then it starts cooling down, and as it does that, it actually cools your body down. Sweating is actually a temperature-regulating procedure that the body carries out to help you lower your blood temperature or your body temperature. So again, very important. I don't know if you have. I have. I know I have. Uh, have you ever gotten to the point where you have you you've gotten so hot and you've you've got sweat so much that all of a sudden you just totally quit sweating? <laughs> when you do that, you're in trouble. I remember one time I was in Wichita, or where was I? I was in Texas. Yeah, Wichita Falls, Texas. I was there for some schooling, and uh, so I was jogging because I was trying to lose some weight, and I jogged every day, jogged every day. Well, one day I went out and I started jogging. I forgot my water bottle, and I was just continuing to, to motor through there. I wasn't feeling too bad, and then all of a sudden I started getting a little bit lightheaded. I noticed I wasn't sweating anymore. And I said, oh, my goodness, am I in trouble? And I rounded the corner, wasn't too far from where my motel was. There was a bank there, and the bank said it was 104 degrees. I said, oh, my goodness, no wonder I am. So I got to the hotel, and honestly, I'm I'm serious about this. I just kept jogging, 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 and jumped right in the pool. Never even missed a step. People were staring at me, looking at me. But I had to get that water on me. And then I went inside, of course, had some Gatorade and, and got myself rehydrated. But a lot of people don't. They can suffer heat stroke because their body is no longer able to regulate their temperature. And uh, a lot of that, a lot of the times that happens because the body's not properly hydrated. So again, it's very, very important. Uh, even your airways, if you think about it, you know, uh, when you talk about asthma and some of these other uh, conditions uh, of the bronchial tubes and of the airways in the lungs, a lot of it's due to a thickening of the mucosa in there. And because of that, the airway actually constricts a little bit and the passage is narrow and you're not able to breathe quite as well. And that's what causes the wheezing that you hear. It's that constricted airway and you're trying to force air through it and are uh, into it and out of it. And then you hear the wheezing effect. So actually hydration plays a big part in that because the more hydrated it is, the thinner that mucus becomes and you're able to keep those passages open. I know I used to, uh, when I was a medic in the Air Force, treat a lot of asthmatics and I used to stress to them all the time how important it was to stay hydrated. I had a little fellow that I used to take care of all the time. He was a bad asthmatic. He'd come in with uh, severe asthmatic attacks. Uh, we used to have to rush him to the hospital sometimes. We were in a medical clinic. And, uh, and a lot of times, you know, I'd get an IV started and start giving him some fluids. And uh, he'd, you know, give him a little bit of epinephrine and whatever we were doing to, to treat him at the time. But, you know, a lot of times he'd come around and by the time we got to the hospital, he'd be doing a lot better. Some of it was due to the epinephrine, of course, obviously. But a lot of it was due to the hydration factor, too, because it was able to loosen those up and free up some of the air passages in there. And then, of course, our kidneys. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine an organ that is specifically built to have fluid go in, filter it, go through all these little glomerular structures and down through a couple tubules and then excrete the water and then return the blood back out. So that all happens in the kidneys. Now, can you imagine what what happened 
to the kidney, all, all of a sudden that volume of water started slowing down. You see, uh, it's the, the blood goes in there, but there's not as much fluid in there. It's almost like an engine running out of oil and, and it can cause some severe problems. It's the same with the kidney. You don't want to be dehydrated. You want to make sure that you hydrate. So when you think about all these things, you say, what, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, number one, that it's very, very important for us to make sure that our bodies are getting enough water. Number two, oftentimes we don't drink water, not because we don't want to, simply because we don't think about it. We're, we're expending fluid all day long, urinating and, and, uh, you know, with some perspiration and other things, you know, that just kind of goes out of our body in various ways. And then we don't replenish it we're actually starting the process of dehydration and it's not good for any of the body things that we talked about plus several more so it's important to number one realize how important it is to drink number two start developing a habit where you start making sure you drink uh, i've talked to a lot of people about this and how they've done it and and you know they fill up a, a pitcher full of water with the amount of water they're supposed to drink every day and, you know, now we're going to talk about it in a minute, but, you know, and they, they keep drinking until that's all gone. And that's a wonderful way to do it. Or someone says, I have a bottle. If I know if I fill it up five times a day, I've had exactly the, the amount of water I'm supposed to have for the day. So there's various ways you can do it. But the important thing is you have some type of habit that you have to remind you to drink and hydrate that body. You're going to feel better. You will. It gives you more energy. It gives you more mental focus. It gives you more clarity. It helps you function more closely to what the body's supposed to function. In other words, you're at that level where the body is at homeostasis. It's in just right where it's supposed to be. But if you, if you slack off and start pulling that fluid and not replenishing it, then sooner or later you're going to have some problems uh, with health. So, now, how much water are you supposed to drink a day? Well, that kind of varies, really. You can read 10 different articles, and they'll tell you 10 different things. Uh, when I, we're talking about the Mayo Clinic here, they suggest that a female should have about 15 and a half cups of water a day, or fluid a day, which equates to about 124 ounces. And, you know, a gallon has 128 ounces, so somewhere around a gallon of fluid. And then males about 11 and a half cups. That's about 92 ounces. So, you know, a little bit less than that. The truth of the matter is every individual is different. Some individuals may not need that much. Some individuals might mean more than that. There's actually a calculation that I saw when I was looking at some of the things that the Cleveland Clinic had and some of the other articles in there about hydration and making sure you're drinking enough fluid and they actually calculate how much fluid you should have by your weight it's so much per kilogram which i thought was pretty interesting because actually a larger bigger body with bigger mass would require more fluid than someone who's five four and 102 pounds so that that makes a lot of sense but the truth is you know you need to hydrate you know you need to drink fluids and and so that that's just a guideline some people say eight ounces eight ounce glass eight times a day 
Yeah, that's about 64 ounces. So, you know, it's about half of really what they're recommending. But hey, it's a start, right? And, and if all these things and all these habits and the, the things that we're trying to do to promote health and safety, again, it's not something that you do immediately and it's bam, you're right where you need to be. Sometimes it takes a little time to get worked up to the place where you're drinking enough fluid. Now, don't forget. When we're talking about fluid, you get fluid from some foods that you eat. For example, watermelon, spinach, and, and some other uh, fruits and vegetables have tons of water. Look at a, an orange. I mean, good gravy. I mean, you eat an orange and it's almost all fluid. You know, you, we used to crunch it up real good in our mouths and get that orange juice going through and then there's just a little bit left. <laughs> you know, it's just not much there because it's almost all fluid. Watermelon, of course, you know, that's almost all water. Maybe that's why they call it watermelon. But uh, cantaloupe, any, any any kind of fruits and vegetables that have a lot of water, uh, you're going to really be able to get some benefit from that. Soups, obviously. Chicken broth. Um, they recommend teas for hydration, like green tea and herbal teas. Uh, milk. Believe it or not, milk is actually very hydrating and it helps your body. Plus, it has calcium, vitamin D. Uh, there's just a lot of things that you can do to drink. So you don't really want to get fanatical about it and get it down to the ounce and say, I've only drank 122 ounces. I got two more ounces to go and I'm done. <laughs> okay. So that's not my intention. My intention is just make sure you're getting enough fluid. Make sure you're thinking about getting enough fluid. And develop some habits that will really help you be able to get fluids. Now, people talk about Gatorade all the time, so I'm going to throw this into. Uh, Gatorade actually is good. Uh, it, it, it helps hydrate your body. Uh, it helps balance some electrolytes. There's some potassium in it, and there's some calcium in it, uh, and some other things that can help balance your electrolytes a little bit. Uh, the, the problem is, if you look at the first few ingredients, the first one's water, second one's sugar, and the third one's dextrose. So, you don't want a steady diet of Gatorade. You don't want, you don't want to drink 124 ounces of Gatorade a day. Gatorade's great for after an exercise, uh, a thing where you're replenishing and trying to get that equilibrium back as soon as possible. And making sure that you don't go into some type of electrolyte imbalance, that's great. But as a fluid to drink in place of water, uh, don't recommend it. It's just too much sugar in there. Same with sodas, you know. Uh, they say, well, the first ingredient in most sodas is water. Well, that's true. But there's a whole lot of other things in sodas that aren't good for you. And so you, you need to make sure that you narrow it down to things that aren't going to hurt you. Milk isn't going to hurt you. Water's not going to hurt you. Uh, some of these fruits and vegetables we talk about definitely aren't going to hurt you. Use those as a source of fluid intake, and I think you're going to find you're going to have a healthier body. So again, don't forget to drink. <laughs> Speaking of drinking, next week we're going to be talking about drinking, but not water, if you catch my drift. So I hope you'll join me then. Please tell your friends about our podcasts, again, we never try to make money. I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just trying to help. And I'm trying to get everyone to understand how important health and safety is. If you'll notice on the uh, little thumbnail for our podcast, it says 
doesn't matter how rich you are, doesn't matter how much money you have, doesn't matter how many friends you have or relatives, how many people you're in love with, uh, you know, how important you are, how successful you are. None of that makes any difference if you don't live long enough and you're not healthy enough to enjoy it. So think about it. Preventive health and safety. It's worth everything you do because an ounce of prevention is worth more than you can imagine. Thank you. Have a great day. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next week.